Hello Warriors, how you guys doing this evening? Tonight is May 27th, 2022, and I hope you guys are having a great night. Um, this is, of course, Horror Movie Warriors. Um, tonight I, um, is a, a very spe- special night, guys. Um, I am dedicating this whole episode to one of my guests, well, actually two of my guests. He's here with her husband, uh, Samantha Gamble, and her husband, Roman. I'm dedicating this episode to their son, Atticus. Uh, welcome, guys. Welcome to the Horror Movie Warriors podcast. I hope you guys have a great time, which I know that you guys are. Uh, how are you guys today? We're good. We're excited. Thank you so much for having us on. Oh, no problem. I think you guys were actually uh, agreeing to do this. I, me and Samantha, we talked about this like last year. And, and I, I know Samantha, you you are worried, worried that I I, will, I had forgotten, but girl, I don't forget anything. <laughs> That's one good thing about me. I don't forget. Well, actually, my my fiance teases me because I don't forget, you know, things of you know like yesteryear, but I forget to put things in the fridge like yesterday. So. <laughs> so he teases me about that but yeah no i um i completely remembered i wanted to do this episode for your son i just um it, and it, it helps that he was a big killer clowns from outer space fan because that's exactly the movie that we're doing tonight is killer clowns from outer space oh my god okay you have got to tell us how your son came to like killer clowns <laughs> I'm out of space. Well, Artisan, you always kind of had the mindset of a two-month-old with his disease and everything, so we really didn't monitor what he watched. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you sound a lot like me and my son. I never did. <laughs> so, horror movies, and he must have been maybe three months old at the time before we even had a diagnosis or anything uh-huh. with and he was just sitting in a swing and the movie was on and he never paid attention to movies, toys or anything like that. And he was just staring at the screen. I was like, are you actually watching this? And all he, he just started cracking up. <laughs> was like he ever seen and he just thought it was the funniest thing. And he didn't have great eyesight, but the bright colors, I think actually like caught his attention yeah. and down motivated. And- he loved the music and all the sound effects and he was just so reactive to everything in the movie and every time after that he would just get so excited and he recognized it and he would get excited um we called him his happy slappies he would kind of slap his arms and legs and cooing and he 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 loved it so much and then everyone's just like, you let your kids watch that? It's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> you sure do. You know, everybody's asked that about me too. Because my, my, my son, you know, he, he will watch what I watch whenever, you know, whenever I have have to do a movie for the podcast, he, he watches it with me. And people will be like, he, listen, he doesn't watch any horribly bad stuff. You know, I, I keep that away from him. But movies like killer clowns from outer space and and you know what um i uh, um i asked him this morning now see my my son is five and i asked him this morning when he woke up i said what do you want to watch and he says stranger things 
So, <laughs> and, and how, you know, how um, convenient that, you know, today, today is the season four, you know, <laughs> but, um, but no, but he, he has loved Stranger Things since he was a baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he loves the, he loves the colors, just like Atticus. He loves the colors, and he also loves the music. He he loves music, so I, I'm oh my gosh, I, I love that about my son, and and I love that about your son. <laughs> I love that that he loved it. My son likes sticks and rock. <laughs> just oh, just wait and for he, it, Adam. Right now he likes sticks and rock. Yes, and that is Mr. Adam Backus, guys. He is back for his second podcast. Uh, he was in Pulse, uh, which we did. Uh, we did Pulse last year. I want to say right before yep. Thanksgiving, we did Pulse, yep. and that was a good, good episode as well. Well, guys, I, well, we we know how Atticus loved um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but how does his parents feel about Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Uh, Samantha, uh, Samantha, what? How do you feel about this movie? Like, what do you uh, um uh, like? When did you first see it? How did you like it the first time you saw it? And even after that, uh, you know, how do you feel about this movie? I've always loved it. I remember the first time I saw it, I was at a sleepover. I was high school. I must have been like maybe freshman, sophomore year, and. I wasn't as big into horror movies then, and she, my friend's like, oh no, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. So I'm thinking it's gonna be like this horrifying thing. Right. And put it on, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, it's just so over the top and ridiculous. Uh-huh. <laughs> I fell in love. I've watched it multiple times since. And it's like the perfect combination of bad horror, but comedy, but like, it was very oh, yeah. well done. That was the 80s. That was the 80s. And Mr. Roman, how about you? How do you feel about Killer Clowns from Outer Space? One of my all-time favorites. I was in middle school, I think, and there was um, a band called Jodos that Mm -hmm. I was really... And uh, I remember finding out their name came from the Jodos brothers who directed Killer Space. And I was like, all right, well, this movie's so good that, like, a band I love, nameless, I'm, I'm going to watch it. And so I went, and it was, like, the LimeWire days or whatever. So I, <laughs> I and uh, watched it. My parents were kind of uh, restrictive, so I, you know, downloaded it, watched it on, like, my PSP, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, they were they were monitoring everything. And, right, uh, right. And, uh horror movies at all it was even tame horror movies was you know not not up oh yeah yep um and uh i just i fell in love with it it was the perfect kind of like sam said the perfect blend of it has enough like camp and humor added to it that it's funny but it's also really well done especially for like the time period and oh yeah it's to me like the quintessential b-movie horror movie where it's where it's, it's really well done and it's a good movie in its own right but it has enough um camp that's a mix of intentional and unintentional and um practical effects that just look awesome uh, yes so- especially for its time 
absolutely um and it's just the perfect mix of of everything and uh, uh, to me it's just kind of a landmark in that that kind of subgenre of yes you're right about that i i agree i agree wholeheartedly and Adam, how about you, sir? What do you, you um, think about Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Well, I mean, it's hard to follow what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes, it he is. Hit, he, he like kinda, laid he it out. Hits, uh, <laughs> yeah, he kind of hit the nail on the head there. Um, I um, grew up in the 80s, and uh, this was not really, I'll be honest with you, was not on, the, on my radar um, as a kid, mm-hmm. I was still kind of enamored with like, I don't know, like Universal Monsters and Godzilla, I think, oh, uh, yeah, by the yeah. time this came out. Um, but it's, so, so I kind of discovered it kind of like later in life. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's a gem of a movie. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a labor of love. Um, by these uh, uh, special effects artists, artists, yeah. filmmakers, the, the uh, Chiodo brothers, um, and um, you know, for an independent horror film, um, you know, I don't, I, for my money, it, it doesn't get much better than this. It, uh, oh yeah, you know, it, it's yeah. got the, the kind of like the Sawaki uh, B movie '80s vibe mm-hmm. to it. But at the same time, I mean, you know, it, it knows what it is, you know, uh-huh. it, 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 yeah. it's very, tongue, exactly. it's very tongue in cheek, very yeah. uh, heavy on the humor. But, you know, there's a, there's a darkness to it too. You know, it's, it's, it's a, sin- it's a sinister little movie. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. eh, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a great flick. I'm, I'm happy to be talking about it. You know, I feel like the movies today, I feel like the movies today, they try to do that. They try to, um, like you just said, the tug in cheek. They try to do that, but they just miss the mark. Sorry, I mean, oh, no, no, you could. There are movies that they try to make cult classics, like the filmmakers sit down at a table and they say okay we're gonna make a cult classic but that's not how it ever gets done no you know uh, you know the audiences uh you know um through the years turn a film into a cult classic you know when when the Chiodo right. brothers made this movie they weren't thinking oh we're gonna make a cult classic oh, they were no. just thinking uh we love horror films we're good at special effects right let's do this yeah 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 um i I, i'm thinking about the movie um uh i'm not sure if you guys have seen this or not it's on tubi for anybody who does want to see it but it's called um stan helsing now that movie is supposed to be uh uh and it was made back in and i want to say it was 2015 or something like that 2014 or 2015 and they tried to make that movie a horror comedy i just think i just think they failed at both because it was not good to me at all i don't know if you guys have seen stan helsing or not but no it it was i just just think of like sharknado and like those movies (laughs) yeah 
like I, it's such a fine balance I think the best um, like cult horror comedy movies are ones that really are they have comedy written into the script but it's not intended to be solely a comedy movie it's, it's meant to be a well done horror movie right and they do the best they can with the budget they they have yeah. And at the end of the day, it becomes, I mean, you can see the love and the craft and just all the work that goes into it. So even where yes. it falls short in areas, like, you can tell that they are are putting everything into this movie. And that's what makes it a cult classic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because, like, even with Sharknado, and I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt y'all, but even with Sharknado, Sharknado was actually very good. Um, the first, The first three movies, anyway, was... I don't so, think they necessarily repeated the others. Twelve of them now, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> just about. But but yeah, I I don't think they needed the rest of the movies. Sharknado one and two and, and maybe even three were, were good, but the other one, the ones after was just too much. Um, yeah, very much so. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, let me hop on into some questions for you all. Um, my first question is, oh, oh, wait, before I do that, though, I wanted to introduce um, the movie, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, it was released, guys, guess what? It was released on this very day, May 27th. <laughs> yep, it was released May 27th, 1988. So this is, what, uh, the... Is it the 25th anniversary? Let's see. I, I, I'm not really good at math, guys. So you guys, I have to give me a minute. 24. 24th, is it? Is it? The 24th? Math either. <laughs> 34. 34? Yeah, who was, uh, yeah. 88. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, make me feel old, why don't you? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm, oh, yeah, because I'm 42, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm old. I'm the oldest person on this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Adam. Okay. Don't make me feel so old. I will pass the buck to you. <laughs> oh, how funny. <laughs> well, uh, Adam, I have to ask you. Who who is your favorite character on um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Okay, this is gonna surprise you guys because probably one of you has this guy on the on the other list, <laughs> but it's, it's it's the cop Mooney. Mooney. <laughs> so Honestly, but, I kind of enjoy him too. He has more of my personality, so I can relate to him. <laughs> like his sarcasm like just brings me joy and um <laughs> the thing about this guy it's like he's the quintessential jerk like he's just are we allowed to swear on this podcast oh well go ahead we don't go have to okay now i can use other words okay. <laughs> he's just such a uh belligerent um jerk to everybody i was gonna say dickwad but and it's uh, oh, I can say dick one. Yes, okay. you can say dick one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's cut that and edit it out later. <laughs> dick one, um, like with everybody that he encounters, 
and like it's like so over the top like this guy in real life couldn't be employed like, oh no no. As a greeter at Walmart, let alone police <laughs> officer, and like here, and here he is, you know, just being like the like the the absolute. He's like the absolute worst example of a police officer I can think of in this like <laughs> off the top of my head um, in a movie. Like, but like, it's kind of like charming in a way. Well. I I I, I I look at it like he this. Just, he just cracks me up. <laughs> I look at it like this. He he was the uh, '80s type of vil- villain because there was a, yeah. there was kind of like a, a villain. A, there was a guy like him on the Blob too, wasn't it? And so yeah. you know that yeah. <laughs> they, they, they just had that up, those like, type of men. In the eighties, right. where they didn't it's take no like, mess, and they were paranoid, and they were like, "You're doing this to dip, just to annoy me, aren't you?" <laughs> you know. It was kind of like if like Biff from Back to the Future. Yeah. Got old and like became a cop. You know. <laughs> and like, um, are we allowed to like? Can I get it? Like, well, well, spoiler or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We yes. This is a this is the podcast for spoiler guys. Yeah. (laughs) Even when he gets killed, like he's definitely like deserving, right? Because he was like oh right, right, despicable human being. But at the same time, I'm kind of like oh man, and now we're not movie anymore. (laughs) Killed too soon. Yeah, like he's kind of like I like the little cuts to him just like. Hating everyone that's younger than him, and like, <laughs> thinking that like everyone's like out to get him against him. Yeah, like everyone, he thinks that everyone in the town is it's out to get him to get him to retire. <laughs> like that's his whole thing. Like everyone's trying to get him to retire. Oh, like, that's what he thinks. He's like he's like so so obsessed with that idea. That he just treats everybody horrible. Anyway, right. he's my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Samantha so Roman, who is your um, favorite char- characters? So I think the Trendy Brothers are my favorite. Oh. <laughs> good pick, good pick. I they re- he can relate to that. He reminds me. Of <laughs> yeah, they're kind of the mystery right. makers. I relate to that pretty heavily. And, you drive your ice. Okay. You drive your ice cream truck to make out point. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you gotta bribe some of the girls to do anything. <laughs> I just love the comic relief that they add to the movie. Yeah. And they did it. that. And like some of the like, not super subtle, but a little more subtle things. Like they're at the ball pit with the clowns, and then the next time you see them, they have like giant lipstick all over their faces and their ice cream trucks <laughs> when they come to like the big top at the end and. Um, how they're kind of like shown as the troublemakers, but I also love they're they're doing the right thing. They're still yeah. hanging out with um, like Mike Tobacco, and they're um, they they show up and they still put the work in to try and help when they can, even though they're troublemakers too. Okay, um, I gotta say this though, and then you guys, I I don't mean no offense, Roman, I don't mean, but. But I truly believe that Mike hung out with the Terenzi brothers because they made him look good. I, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. 
I said, I, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at this. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. That's the reason why he's thinking out with these two bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Sam, uh, Samantha, how about you? Uh, who is your favorite character? Was it Moody? I can relate to Adam here. I really like Moody. I relate to him. He's kind of a jerk, and he makes me laugh. Like, I know I'm not supposed to like him, but I'm like, man, when I'm that age, that's going to be me. Like, I can't hate someone who's me, you know? That's kind of me Bitter now. and grumpy and either retired. Like, yeah. Okay, now my answer is going to surprise you guys because my my favorite character or characters, I should say, was neither one of those. My favorite characters, uh, as, as a matter of fact, they only had like one scene in the movie, but I re- <laughs> I loved it. Uh, the two girls that was in the ice cream truck with the Terenzi brothers in the, in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you what? Oh, that Why are they your favorite characters? I... I <laughs> I love the fact that they did not put out. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I love the, the Trenzi brothers. I mean, that he was like, okay, okay, keep your shirt on. She was like, we intend to. I said, oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was right up there with like indecent proposal with Robert Redford and what's you know this is like uh, ice cream. Who can turn down ice cream? (laughs) (laughs) But these girls did. They had. They They sure did. They said, "Take us home right now." And, okay, so my second question is, who is your least favorite character? And Samantha, Romy, we'll start with you guys um, this time. Who is your least favorite character? So I guess for me, it'll be the, I think her name's Debbie, the main girl. Oh, yeah. And that's just because, like, I felt like she should have put out. It's an 80s movie. Like, you expect them to put out, like. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 (laughs) One of my guests, Allison Stone Wales, she calls it 80s boobs. That's what she calls it. 80s boobs. (laughs) She was the one I wanted to see, and I didn't see it. And then Uh, in the camper scene, I wanted her to at least get bit by a clown, and that didn't happen. Yeah. (laughs) Why root for the good guys? (laughs) And Romy, how about you? Who is your least favorite character? So honestly, I didn't like Mike that much. I think he was just kind of a milquetoast weed. There's not anything super charismatic or likable about him. He's just kind of... (laughs) I think all the supporting characters and cast are way more interesting and funny than him, and he's he's just kind of average in every way, and he goes through it, and he's not like a bad guy, you don't dislike him, but you don't really like him either. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I, I understand what you're saying. See, that's why I like him, because he's so average. It's kind of just like stuck. Well, can I? I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no! I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Well, it, it kind of it kind of segues into my least favorite character, which was uh, Lieutenant Dave. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Um, which is interesting here because it's kind of like you know, killer clowns were doing like the team 
Jacob and Team Edward before Twilight. <laughs> it's like, are you Team Mike Tobacco? Or are you Team Dan? Right. <laughs> and, and I'm a tobacco guy. <laughs> no, like, like Dan, like, he was, he was just doing that kind of, like, obsessive, like, ex-boyfriend thing. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. So I, di- I didn't really dig that. And then, um, I mean, he turned out to be, like, a decent guy. Yeah, you but, know, uh, uh, who do you guys who, think that she ended up with? Well, I was going to say, well, well, I was going to say, like, the reason that I didn't like him so much is because, I don't know, I've been in that situation before where you're kind of, like, dating a girl, and, like, the ex-boyfriend is kind of, like, he just never goes away. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, he's just always somewhere, like, like, lingering. Lingering, yeah. Waiting waiting for you to mess up. Oh, yeah. I've been in that situation. I was going to say, you sound like like, you've been there before. Yeah, yeah, I've been in that situation. Like, get out of here. Um, but um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> what, what, what was the question asked? <laughs> I, I was asking. Well, it was a question inside of a question, but I was asking, um, uh, who do we think that she ended up with? Both. Yeah, you know, I think so too because you know what. That's holy, amorous relationship. Because you know what? At the end, they're doing just fine today. Dude, at the end of it, by the end of that movie, I thought Mike had chosen Dave too. So, (laughs) (laughs) the truth, that's hilarious. I mean, did you see the way he hugged him at the end? I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I think you chose him. One of the biggest surprises of the movie is that, like, because isn't that like such an 80s trope where there's you know well i mean i guess any movie really where there's um the ex and like the current boyfriend and that kind of like um the headbutting that goes on and here like they actually become like really good friends yeah um by the end of the film like they really like each other well they really trust each other anyway yeah and they go through this like experience that you would just imagine they probably turn um they, they, they probably become good friends um, going through it, so at the end, like Debbie is almost an afterthought. Like, yeah, just like <laughs> you're just yeah. like I don't. They have like a like romance the going on by the end. <laughs> I just want to see what they do next. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, my least favorite character is actually yours and Samantha's favorite character, Mr. Moody or Officer Moody. I I, 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 mean, I, I can't listen. I, I cannot stand people like him. <laughs> I, I I just I, I think that, that you know if if you're so mean to people, I mean they're not going to be nice to you. So don't be mean to people like that. <laughs> it didn't seem like he really cared about. No, like, he didn't. In any way, he didn't yeah and the entire town was trying to get him to retire let's face it (laughs) especially the young people the the young guys who he locked up in that jail cell oh i'm sure they wanted him to retire (laughs) oh gosh 
Well, in a few minutes, guys, I'm going to ask you what your favorite scene is, but I will do it after these, or after this message. I have an ad coming up, guys, so I will uh, ask you in just a few minutes. I'll be here. Sounds good. all right guys now uh let me go ahead and ask you uh let's continue our conversation here what is your favorite scene in color clowns from outer space and adam we'll start with you um for this one uh what's your favorite scene my favorite scene now that's different from favorite kill, right? Yes, yes. Favorite scene in the movie. Um, I'm gonna have to say, what is my favorite scene? I, there, I mean, there's just so many. I, 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 I was like gonna say there, there are so many. I, I, I literally could not pick one myself. Uh, I, I had to make myself choose because it was, I mean, it was all good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy when the one clown um, kind of enters the like the little convenience store. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> just such like wrecking it up, wrecking it apart. And there's like that old man who's like completely over. Yes, the pharmacist. He was like, he oh, just oh. has like really wide eyes. <laughs> Like, don't do that. No, you can't do that. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that scene. And I, and I think um, right before that happens, doesn't the um, the clown kind of like pretend pretend to be like an animatronic? With, like, yes. The, uh, yeah. The uh, mannequin. Uh, I think he was. Like, yeah. His hands around. <laughs> stuff. And, and that's actually like the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of this movie. Is that scene with with the clown pretending to be the, uh, you know, pretending to be like a robotic or whatever as people walk uh, by? I, I, <laughs> oh, before before I um, ask um, Samantha and Roman their favorite scene, I forgot to mention this um, on the last segment when we were talking about Dave. But guess what sitcom that he was on? He guest starred on the on the sitcom. That was that uh, happened in the nineties. It was very, very popular. But he was on the first ever episode. Guess which sitcom that is? Friends. Yes. Yes, it was. Really? Yep, he was um, Paul the Wine Guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he Who was. Guessed the, that? He was Who guessed one. that, Latrice? Huh? Who guessed that? Uh, I think you head. did. You did. Adam, <laughs> you did. And you know what? I should have known that because I didn't know it until I had uh, Googled him. I Googled the guy who played Dave. But I should have known that because I love friends. I I love, love, love friends. So I should have known that, but I didn't. But he, he, he didn't look like Dave either on the show. <laughs> so, I, so you wouldn't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't know it was Sam. But yeah. Adam, how did you know that? 
didn't. You just said you just said very popular. Yeah. Popular nineties show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, like they're still doing like stuff with it today. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yep. Which I am so happy about. I love Friends so much. It it, it is such a great show for for anybody who hasn't seen it, listeners. Uh, yeah. I love Friends. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, Roman and Samantha, you guys can go ahead and tell me your favorite scene. Honestly, ours is probably the same. I really like the hamper scene of the clams coming out of the hamper trying to attack the girl. And, you know, she's overdramatic trying to get away and just can't do it, even though she just runs past them. Well, like the jack in the box popping out of the hamper and then just the exaggerated. Yes. It, oh, it, no. It's yeah, like an over-the-top, like, psycho shower scene, but just yeah. to the extreme, and just with the, like, hand puppet clowns coming out of the hamper on a giant, like, stretchy tube, it's just, it's perfect. <laughs> it just has the, the perfect amount of camp, and I love Yes, it. the perfect amount of camp and cheese. Yes. Don't let, let's not leave the cheese part out of this. <laughs> <laughs> And well, it all came from the little bits of popcorn, wasted popcorn. I would have ate that. Right. <laughs> and we have really good memories. That's the first scene that our son just started cracking up laughing. So every time I yeah, watch it, we get spot. those like sweet memories of oh, yeah, our son I'm just sure. dying laughing watching it. Yeah. <laughs> my son just like that too, though. My, my son, he will laugh at basically anything. So, and, and, and every time he, see, he sees the clown on TV, there he goes. He's just laughing his butt off. That's amazing. Uh, well, like I said, for me, there were so many great scenes. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, both of you guys had some good ones. All of you guys did have some good ones. But nothing I, I mean, absolutely nothing beats uh, um, the scene where the clown walks into the police station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> and, and, and Moody goes to arrest him, and he... <laughs> His hands are just like, no, He's like, yeah, that's not going to happen today. <laughs> the Can I say something like, about the, the police no. station real quick? Uh-huh. The police station in this movie, I just think it's hilarious. I like the the police station is like sort of like in a strip mall. Uh-huh. Like it looks like yeah. it's between like a Dollar Tree and like a Staples. <laughs> like it's like, you know, just like this little office building. <laughs> no, what got me was that Officer Moody and Officer Dan were the only two police officers. <laughs> they, I always thought I would I would excel in a town like that, like. The, the little small town that all, that had like a sheriff and a deputy, mm-hmm. and that was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's so many horror movies that there's like a sheriff and a deputy. Yeah, like, and that's all that they have. Like, that's the entire police force. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on now. I mean, even Hawkins has a, a sheriff, a deputy, and a whole bunch of other cops. And if you guys don't know. Uh, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Stranger Things. Uh, you know, I have to. 
today season four came out. I've been watching it like crazy all day today. So, <laughs> but well, nobody wanted to work with Moon. The only one. Oh uh, well, yeah, that's true. Price, <laughs> well, Dave knew how to handle him. Dave, they yeah, yelled at him and everything like that. They yeah. even it's got so in his face. And, and like and like uh, uh, Samantha and, and Roman were saying, you know, Moody just didn't care. Or was that yeah. you, Adam? I think Adam, Adam. I think it was you who said Moody didn't care. <laughs> no, he didn't care. So, no, didn't so, care. so I think in that in that respect, I think him and Dave worked well together because Dave wasn't going to take any of his crap, and he wasn't going to take any of Dave's crap either. So. So I think it's kind of they they yeah. butted heads, but I think they respected each other because of that too. I watched so, it okay. like I just a few hours ago. Sorry, good. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was I was just gonna say, what what was Mooney's problem with Dave? He was probably a young whippersnapper. Yeah, young whippersnapper. Well, like, I remember him specifically saying like. Oh well, Dave. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't come through the police academy. I'm like, okay, well, it's, okay. So Dave went through the proper channels to become a police officer. So you ah, there it is. How did you? Like, how did Moody become a police officer? Right. Like, like, that is a like good radio, question. Like a radio contest. Like Dave went to the uh, police academy and he's like shamed for it. I don't get it. Right. So, I grandfathered in. Like maybe he had family, and they're just like, "Here, we trained him. He's good to go." Oh right! Like there you go. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things is that throughout the whole movie, there's the two police officers, there's Mooney and Dave. The whole movie, the whole town, that's it. And then at the very, very end, when the final like big top tent blasts off into space and then blows up, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like a hundred cop cars show up. On the pier, oh, flashing lights and sirens everywhere. Like, where were these guys the whole right? time? Uh. <laughs> yeah, where were they? Right? They didn't want to get killed by clowns. I don't blame right. Because <laughs> that that uh, police station could clearly only fit two cops. Right. <laughs> yes. Two cops at a time. There was one the desk, and then two. There was one desk and two phones. Yeah. And well, all the other cops came at the end, and like Samantha said, they didn't want to get killed by the clowns. <laughs> <Blame them. laughs> okay, so what is everybody's least favorite scene? And Adam, we'll come back to you for this one uh, uh, first. Um, <clears throat> what was your least favorite scene? Oh. Um, this is actually pretty easy. <laughs> My least favorite scene um, is when the poor old man, uh, the poor yokel, the poor hick guy, um, oh, I know. finds the, goes into the woods with his trusted canine, Pooh Bear. Yes. And uh, the clowns snatch Pooh Bear. And he's left as, as you know, a, a blithering mess. Yes, um, yes. Inside of the tent, trying to find his dog. Yes, like I make, would have to agree. Couldn't do that today. You know, do you know how many horror groups I'm in where like people always complain about the dog dying? Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, 
56 people die in the movie, but, the, the, you know, one dog gets his paw stomped. They're on like, oh, my right God. Yeah. yeah, right. So you can't, you, you couldn't even make that movie today. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, but, but, you, but you know what? There's a ton of 80s movies that would not be made today. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, for, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's, that's a very sad, it's, it's a very sad scene. It is. I never, I never like to see old people upset or cry. You know? Yeah, yeah. I have to agree with you, um, Adam. That is my least favorite scene as well. Well, that I, I got that written down in my notes actually. <laughs> and, yeah, no, it's mine too. You know, I work with the animals. I love animals. I don't care about the old man, but the dog. Well, yeah. There's <laughs> something about like in horror movies when it's either an animal or a child and yeah. something happens yeah. to them because there's just pure innocent, you know, yes, yes. That they can do to deserve that. Whereas, you know, a, a person, they're flawed, you know, even the best character has some good and some bad. It's more nuanced. You're like, well, for sure. you oh, for know, sure. it, yes. yes. you feel bad for it, but you can kind of come to terms with it. And if anything, they've had somewhat of, of a life. So you can accept that, you know, Hey, you know, they had, a good run at least whereas you know an animal or a, or a child or it, it hits a little bit closer to home you know? yeah like, it does. yeah I, I feel the same way mr roman i do i, I you know what i i always tell people i always tell people how you know i um how i feel about that is i don't like to see kids get killed in um in horror movies or dogs uh I, that's one of the reasons why i, I don't really like pet cemetery is because when they kill gage off i, I just felt like that uh, they didn't need that well i guess they did for the movie i guess you know but but yeah no, i i cannot watch it yeah it, I, I had a friend um who i uh, still do uh paul who's in uh who's the uh, co-admin of my horror group oh yes yes and uh, for the longest time like he couldn't watch pet cemetery or um other other movies where uh, a child a child was was killed, and I don't know if you know if it was just my callousness at the time, or maybe I was even naive. I don't know, but I was just like, eh, well, what's the big deal? It's, a, it's just like any other person dying in a movie. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I had a son, and like it's like a, 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 a switch gets flipped. Yep. And now it's like anytime I see that in a movie, it's like. Oh my god! I, I, it's like I shut down inside. Like I don't, oh, I yeah. can't even watch it anymore. I'm like, oh, let's let's turn yep. something funny on, um, because I can't, I, I can't not imagine, you know, something happening. And it's like, okay. Exactly. Now, now I get where you're coming from. Yes, yes. I, I'm telling you. Uh, once I had it, like you, Adam. You know, and I'm sure uh, Roman and Samantha as well. When I became a mother in 2016, that was when I said, "Oh my gosh!" I and uh, I tried to watch Pet Cemetery. Um, I, I think it was on. Uh, I think it came on um, the AMC Fear Fest during ho- during Halloween season, and I tried to watch it. Um, and he was just a baby, baby um, then, and I couldn't. I had to turn. I had to turn it because I I couldn't. I was like, oh no, I can't do this. So yeah, I absolutely agree. Kids and pets are my cutoffs. 
I feel that very strongly. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, uh, guys, whose kill, whose kill scene was more creative in your opinion? Uh, uh, not just your favorite kill scene, but the one that you thought was more creative. Uh, uh, Samantha and Roman, we'll go on to you guys first. Uh, which um, death scene or kill scene did you guys think was more creative than any of the other kill scenes? So my favorite is the Punch and Judy kill scene where they have the hand puppets. And there's just the random guy off the street that's watching these clown yeah. <laughs> And then the little like laser blaster comes out and blast and disappears. And for some reason, a laser blaster just completely disappearing hand puppet doesn't bother the guy at all. He's just. He <laughs> <laughs> thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the clown stands up and points it at him. And uh, <laughs> I just thought it. it it was really well done. Um, I really enjoyed that the hand puppets kind of still match the aesthetic of the clowns. Mm-hmm. And then um, even when the clown stands up, like his kind of mohawk haircut just kind of blends in with everything else. And it's kind of there for the majority of the time. And then he just kind of comes up there the whole time. And all of a sudden that shift of like, oh, crap. What did I get into? <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Like, I really like the puppet scene, but I also really like the hand shadows as well, because, you know, you have this huge crowd, and, you know, for me, I see a clown that looks like that, I'm walking the other way. I know, that's right, girl. (laughs) All these clowns, like, no one's scared of them, and I'm the exact opposite, but, like, I just love that, you know, he's doing these super cool hand shadows, and all of a sudden, he just grabs them all, and they disappear. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) I wish I had that talent. (laughs) <laughs> Another scene that I really liked, and I think was creative. Oh, it's not a kill scene, but just that I think was really, really creative because I love how towards the beginning of the movie they have the balloon dog. Good, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. Yeah. After I said that. the department store thing, I, I started hating myself because I was like, "Now nah, that wasn't my favorite scene. It's the freaking balloon animal, <laughs> the balloon dog." Absolutely. <laughs> Well, uh, Adam, uh, what is your favorite or creative kill scene, if you will? Um, I thought when I rewatched it yesterday, I thought like for sure I was gonna say the uh, the hand puppet, or I'm sorry, the uh, the shadow puppet mm-hmm. scene, because I still think that's like you know so cool and such a such a cool <laughs> idea. Um, but one that um, stuck stuck out to me in the, my most recent rewatch was kind of towards the end. It's like such a subtle like scene, but it, um, it's when the the clowns kind of relocate their ship to the amusement park. Oh yeah! And there's like this like security guard who's like uh-huh. trying to like, keep them out of the uh, the clown thing. And they just like start throwing pies at him, like nonstop. <laughs> okay, Adam, stop stealing my answers. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like I- I'm laughing just thinking about it. But they just keep like crushing this guy with pies <laughs> like, repeatedly, just like destroying him with pies. I'm just like, this stop. 
And it doesn't even look like it doesn't even uh, look like it's hurting him at first. It just looks like it's like subtly annoying him. I don't know. <laughs> like, at the very end, the Trancy brothers get smashed with pies. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. But like he's just they show like a close up of him just covered uh-huh. in like pie. But the cherry on the top of uh, that is actually is well, quite literally the cherry on the top. I loved yeah, it when the little yeah. <laughs> I the loved it when the little pound goes up to him and places that cherry yeah. on him. <laughs> they walk by him to get into the the clown building, whatever it is, and you see that like whatever those pies were had like dissolved him down uh-huh. into just like a heap of whatever. And then, like the little clown puts the like the cherry on the top, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's cool." Reason. Yeah, and and that was my uh, uh, favorite uh, kill scene, or the the most creative kill. Was scene. it really? That's funny. Yes, I, that's why I said. That's I why I said you got to stop scene. stealing my answers. Sorry, <laughs> Latrice. <laughs> Well, well, uh, for my next question, it, it, it is my last question, but it's a very deep question that you guys do not have to answer at all if you don't want to. Uh, how does killer clowns from outer space uh, pertain to the Bible, if at all? all? And I'll, I'll go first for this one, guys, because um, I know it's a, it's a really deep question. And, and if I'm being honest, uh, killer clowns from outer space was not a deep movie. It was not a deep movie. It's just a, a funny movie. I disagree. Movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hilarious movie that, you know, it just didn't scream, you know, deepness or, you know, anything from the Bible or anything. But because of who I am, I I had I actually caught something. Something caught my eye and and um and it was with Mr. Or Officer Moody, how he was so paranoid that <laughs> that people were out to get him and out, you know, and out to, well, like you uh, guys were saying, out, you know, they wanted him to retire. So he thought that the whole town was ganging up on him. And, and so, um, and I thought that was paranoia. <laughs> Officer Moody's paranoia is what I called it. And, um, and I, I just, you know, uh, and, you know, I'm making light of it and stuff, but, but being that paranoid can drive your peace away and it can take away your joy, you know, and it, hence, you know, making you very, very mean hearted, you know, so, uh, and, and, you know, if, if someone is listening to this podcast that has paranoia and thinks that the world is out to get them. You know, uh, and I do uh, have a couple of scriptures for that. Uh, let's see. And I know that it's supposed to, this is a horror podcast, but it is a Christian horror movie podcast. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, let's see. The scripture that I have for this is uh, I came across, um, well, I came across two. The first one is First John 4, 18, and it says, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. But for someone like Officer Moody, I would go with this scripture. 
uh, and it's Psalms 139 and 23 uh, and 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Uh, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Uh, and I, I, I put that scripture down because God knows us. He absolutely know, knows when we're anxious or paranoid. And maybe there is something to, uh, maybe there, there is um, something uh, to be said uh, about par paranoia. Um, and uh, these are the scriptures, you know, to me that, you know, uh, that kind of, in my opinion, will help somebody out if they have that paranoia, you know, or just think, you know, somebody is out to get them for whatever reason. So, so uh, I, I just, um, I, uh, I think Officer Moody's character, even though I didn't like his character, his character gave me a lot to think about. So, <laughs> so, um, well, you, like I said, you guys do not have to answer this question if you guys don't want to at all. But I'll, I'll go ahead and ask you, do you guys have a, an opinion on it? Uh, Samantha and, and uh, Roman, uh, we'll go, I'll go to you guys first. Um, do you guys have an opinion on it, on it or no? So I don't really have anything spiritual so much, but for like a kind of deeper takeaway, I do think that the way Mike and Dave's relationship develops throughout it kind of has some lessons to take away. Um, just that they start out as, as enemies, polar opposites, fighting over the girl, that kind of cliche trope. Um, but in the end, they kind of come together for the greater good. And I mean, they both care about the same things in the end and are willing to put aside their differences and kind of self-sacrifice for that. Yeah. Um, that's something worthwhile and something worth, worth noting, I guess. Yeah, and that's true. And, you know, I didn't even go there. <laughs> and I should have. That, that's actually very good. And and how about you, Adam? Um, uh, like I said, you, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But um, do you have an opinion on uh, how this would pertain to the Bible, if at all? I don't have a problem. Uh, um, I'm struggling <laughs> with uh, some sort of uh, parallels between the Bible and killer clowns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be like a, you know, like a, a poor sport, but I, I just, I'm not. Um, oh no no no! Don't don't nothing's no. immediately coming to mind. I'm sorry. No 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 problem. Uh, like I said, this movie is not a deep movie. This movie no. is <laughs> just <laughs> it's just hilarious, fun. It's just a hilarious and fun movie. Uh, movie. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, like you said in the beginning, you know, this uh, is just. I got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. So, in the Bible, there's David and Goliath, correct? Correct. And it's about just you know um, overcoming uns, uh, ir you know, just impossible odds. Yes. You know, uh, stronger opponents, larger opponents. You know, for the greater good. Yeah. 
is there a, a, a more apt analogy for um, Goliath than Jojo? <laughs> Giant. I absolutely knew where you were going. <laughs> Jojo is essentially King Kong with clown makeup. Yeah. And you're good to go. Yeah. And, and he was Dave Goliath. And some kind of weird. It, 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 I guess Mike Tobacco is David in this analogy. <laughs> I enjoy it. That's a good one. <laughs> yes, that is a good one. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he is. I, I mean, I. I <laughs> that's funny. Oh my gosh. That is, but it's so good, though. <laughs> I oh my gosh I love that I love that that mind blown <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome yours and mine below both I should say yeah <laughs> but, but I also love what Roman said too about uh Dave and and uh, uh Mike coming together like in the end because I, I'm telling you in the end I I thought I thought Dave chose Mike, uh, I mean, I thought Mike chose Dave after, uh, after everything. I, <laughs> like, yeah, me and him have bonded, you know, throughout this thing. But, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Their I, friendship I, is like one of my favorite things that happened in the movie. Hey. Like, <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. As a matter of fact, one of my other all. favorite parts, uh, one of my other favorite parts is, is when uh, Dave had, uh, ran into the back of the ice cream truck and the and the Terenzi brothers are like, you know, they're like freaking out. And I'm like, oh they oh officer, we're so sorry. And he's just he just ignores them. It was like, Mike, where is she? Where'd she go? Where are they going? <laughs> I just love that. Well, well guys the ice cream truck, right? Yes. yes. Can I ask you a quick question about them? Uh, yes, but are ask we it. running? On, are we running out of time? Yes, we are. We right. have to oh, get another ad in. Yes, we have to get another ad in. But as soon as we get back, Adam, ask that question. Okay. So, Adam, what question do you have? I don't feel like asking it now. <laughs> no, All right, so, um, so here's my question: What are what, what, those brothers? They're they're like what are they? What are their names? Terenzi, Paul, Rich and Paul, right? Yes, yes, I believe so. All right, so there's that part where they're like infiltrated the clown ship, right towards the end of the movie, and they're oh like, yeah, they're all yeah. together, right? Uh huh. And and the brothers like fall through a trap door or something and they land in that ball pit mm -hmm. and um there were like the female clowns yes and like and you gotta remember like the, the whole point of the ice truck thing was to, for them to like meet women or yes to to for them to get girls right nope. so as soon as they they hit the ball pit like the one clown like you know like her, her like her breast starts to inflate <laughs> I mean, it happens in the movie. I'm not like, yeah, it's, not yeah. coming, it's not coming from my head. It happened in the movie. <laughs> yes, right? it did. So here's the question that I have. 
Did they have relations with those clowns? I'm oh, yeah. With I think like, so. The next scene that you see them, they're covered in, like, it's lipstick. All over yeah. 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 I don't think they fought it too hard. I don't either. So why are they, the other clowns trying to kill them, but these, like, two uh, lady clowns are just like, hey, whatever. Like, <laughs> Like you know what I think? I think that <laughs> I think that they were just as horny as the Terenzi brothers. That's what I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah <must> <laughs> Did you see who they were like going around with? Those clowns weren't very cute. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said, "Well, you know what? You guys are a step up." <laughs> yeah. Like, won't kill you. Just you know, let us kiss you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. I don't think they they could have just kissed because those guys didn't seem like you know they weren't the brightest bulbs in the. No, day. they could have definitely. I don't think they really knew what was up. No. no. <laughs> they got taken advantage of. Yeah. But not too too much though because because they kind of wanted it and so. No, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for them oh, in no. any way, shape, or form. They just, they, they're the only ones that like. They're not victims. They the clowns and then got away without any kind of, you know. I mean, obviously, they, they came out okay at the end. Well, I like Mike Tobacco's description of them, like where he says, like, they all, they're like cats. They always land on their feet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, and you kind of so see it, though. like, with these guys. They're like, lunatics, yes. But they're like, they're like cool guys. They, I don't know. They're fun. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to hang around him. Uh, you know what? I think I'd hang around Mike, but I don't think I'd like the Terenzi brothers too much. I think they just a little bit too goofy for my taste. <laughs> small, small doses. I was just yeah. Small yeah, doses. small doses. They're probably all right. Yes. I have friends like that. Hang out with them for 20, 30 minutes. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I don't have any more questions, but I do have five fun facts to share. And these these five fun facts are actually very, very interesting, too. Um, the first fun fact that I have is the $2 million budget went primarily on production costs. Um, the clowns and the visual effects were created almost entirely by the filmmakers at very little cost. That's that's cool. That was cool. That was cool to know. Um, my fun fact number two is, though not a big hit when it was in the theaters, the film has since become a cult classic and made revenue in action figures, DVDs, and T-shirts. And I got to tell you, um, at the beginning of this month, um, or uh, yeah, on April 29th through May 1st, um, I have went to the Texas Frightmare Weekend uh, Horror Convention, and they had a lot of um, Keller Clowns cosplayers. Oh my gosh! I cool. you guys said, oh my my goodness, you guys should have seen it. It was there was clowns galore, I, and of course there were Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees and Freddy Kruegers, but the clowns. Oh my gosh, there was a whole bunch of them. That's awesome. Yes. Um, my fun fact number three is um, the the guy who did the music 
uh, for Keva Towns from Outer Space. His name is John Nassari. And his music for the entrance of Clownzilla was originally composed a year earlier for the Friday the 13th 6th uh, movie, which was made in 1986. Uh, uh, it was composed for the movie trailer. Uh, Masari's music for that trailer was rejected in favor of a more cliche musical approach. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, but, and that leads me into my fun fact number four. John Masari's music for the Killer Clown March was originally written for his high school rock band, Crisis. But the band members did not like it because the notes of the song spelled out on uh, spelled out an F major seventh chord, which they felt sounded too much like jazz. <laughs> I love the theme song. This I do too. I do too. Um, and um, my fun fact number five. Uh, an early version of the restaurant scene was shot showing the Chiodo brothers uh, sitting at a table in the background as extras. (laughs) (laughs) And now I uh, go on to, uh, I, I I call this my sad portion because it's the cast and crew that has passed on. Um, we have uh, we have one, two, three, four, five. Only five people from this movie have passed away. Uh, John Vernon, he plays Officer Moody. Uh, he passed away on February first, two thousand five. He was seventy two. Uh, he passed away of complications following heart surgery. And guys, we lost the Terenzi brother. Uh, Peter Lacasse, he played Paul Terenzi. He died August 27th, 2020, and he was 61. Uh, they didn't say what he passed away from, so I'll have to Google that. Uh, Royal Dano, he played Farmer Gene Green at the um, very beginning, you know, with the dog. Uh, he passed away on May 15th, 1994. He was 71 years old and he died of a heart attack. Um, Adele Prune, she plays Mrs. Franco. Uh, she passed away on March 2nd, 2001, and she was 69. And uh, David Peel, he plays the security guard um, that was um, at the end with the pies, with the acid pies. Uh, he died on May 7th, 2004. And he was 77. And now I go go on to my Griffith's reaction, which I always put put a um, <clears throat> a question for my group page, and they uh, sometimes they'll give me answers, and sometimes they don't. Uh, now uh, today I did put a Griffith's reaction up on the horror movie warriors group page, but it was like. I'm going to say it was like a few minutes after seven. So I, I, I might not have gotten any answers. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see if I can. 
Uh, yep, no, I didn't get any questions. I didn't get any answers. I got a like and a love, but I didn't get any answers. <laughs> well, well, guys, uh, before I um, go, go, I do want to um, mention, like I mentioned um, earlier, this um, podcast is dedicated to Atticus um, and, uh, you know, uh, his parents with it. I just, I am. I think you guys for coming on and sharing your son with us. Um, uh, um, please, guys, um, share with us um, uh, the disease that um, took your son. Yeah, uh, he had Tay-Sachs disease. It's a, a rare genetic disorder. Um, about 25 people a year in the U.S. get diagnosed with it. Um, there's three types of Tay-Sachs, infantile, juvenile, and adult. Mm-hmm. And infantiles, the most common in kids with infantile tay sacs usually live to be two to five years old. Oh, wow. Wow. Do they, do they know what causes this? It's, um, it's a gene mutation that's hereditary. Oh, okay. So both parents have to be a carrier of the, the gene to pass it on to their child. Um, oh, wow. A one in four chance with both parents being carriers that the child will get the disease. A fifty percent chance that the child will be a carrier, and twenty five percent chance that the child will be a okay, not a carrier, or anything. Oh yeah. There's a chain effect and enzyme in my brain. The exo enzyme. Um, it's it's basically a enzyme in your neurological system that oh. kind of clears basically gunk in your brain and yeah. without it, it it builds up and it starts eating away at your nervous system um so over time uh, atticus lost his ability to see um he started having seizures he couldn't eat on his own and um it mm. it, it took a lot from him it's oh like, yeah yeah hard. i'm sure um, i'm sure uh that kind of reminds me of um sickle cell um, because I know both parents, for, with sickle cell, both parents have to be a carrier as well uh, with that disease. With that disease, and that um, uh, sickle sickle cell actually took my um, um, my fiance's best friend's um, son, and actually our son is actually named after him. So, yeah. So uh, I I understand, and and, and I um. Again, thank you guys for being here. Now, I do want to mention your um, the um, charity um, that we can donate to um, <clears throat> uh, NTSAD, uh, the National Taste Sacks um, Alley um, Diseases, and also um, whatever. Uh, uh, and to tell you guys the truth, I have not made any money off of this podcast, but it, but. If I make any um, money on this episode, I am going to donate it to the to the charity that you guys. Yeah, they helped us through everything, and it, it's a really great support system. And they help donate and help other families get through tough times and everything. Yes, yes, and I, I just think that's so awesome. And um, as a matter of fact, um. Tonight, when we get off of here, I am going to donate uh, $20 to the, 
there. Thank so, you so much. Yes. It helps our research and it, it one day so we'll much. find a cure for it. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And um, listeners, if you guys want to um, donate, please. Um, um, it is the uh, NTSAD, uh, the National K-Sax Ally. Uh, allied. Is that allied or allied? It's uh, T-Sax and allied. Okay. Uh, yes, the allied diseases. I'll tell you what, Latrice, um, when, we, when we post this podcast online, if we want to put this in my, our horror group, we can, we can add the link to the uh, charity. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yes, I will yeah. definitely do that, Adam. Yes. Yes, I'm going to do that um, tomorrow, actually, is when um, Brian's going to edit this. So, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I we definitely. really appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah, it's, a worthy, it's a worthy cause. Yes, yeah. yes. A lot of son passed away Valentine's Day last year. And oh. It's been hard, but we definitely try to spread the word. We love talking about our son. And, oh, yes. You know, hope, you know, a cure will be there one day and we'll help other kids in need. Yes, yeah. And, and I believe that we're doing that right now just by talking about it, you know? Um, so, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, and if you guys want to um, donate to uh, uh, my um, podcast, um, like I said, if I, if there is any money that I make from this podcast, I'm going to donate do, uh, donate it to that charity. Uh, but you guys can PayPal me on CarterLatrice126 at gmail.com. Again, again, that's CarterLatrice126 at gmail.com. Uh, uh, Adam and Roman and Samantha, thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you guys had a great time talking about this hilarious movie. Uh, yes, I, uh, this movie was just so hilarious and I, I'm so glad and grateful that you guys were able to be on today. Um, next week, I will be discussing um, Alien, the 1979 movie with Sigourney Weaver uh, uh, with, uh, 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 oh, I have a full, full house next week. Um, Kevin Stevens, uh, Chris Nucera, Richard Moylan, and Miss Ingrid Hubert uh, will be with me next week. Uh, so until then, guys, this has been Latrice Carter, uh, Samantha and Roman Gamble, and uh, Adam Backus. And we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome.